Welcome everybody, my name is Dylan and this is the Get Woke with an Aussie Bloke podcast, the audio version of my blog. For those of you that can't be bothered reading, or you just think it's time your eyes need a rest and your ears need to pick up the slack. I cover topics like meditation, philosophy, science, psychology, health and fitness and plenty more. Let's get into it. How are we doing everybody? Today's topic is being injured, an athlete's worst nightmare, and some tips for a healthy recovery. Now look, if you're a high-performance athlete or just someone that fucking loves getting active, exercise is your religion, it's your passion, and it's your therapy. So when it gets taken away from you, it feels like the whole world comes crashing down. As a high-performance athlete, recovering from an injury is more than just something physical. It becomes a mental battle as well. Now, I've had my fair share of injuries, the worst of which I am recovering from actually at the time this was written, and the time that I recorded this podcast, I am still in the recovery phase. I'm very, very close to being recovered, but it's been a long journey. Now, I also have a friend. His name is Benny. He's a close friend. He's also a training partner of mine. He's a good runner and cyclist. And I asked him some questions about being injured. He spent eight months on the sidelines with a stress fracture. I've only been injured for like six to seven weeks or something around that that uh, stint of time. But this guy has spent a long time being injured. So I asked him what it was like and more or less interviewed him. And his answers, along with my answers, put this blog slash podcast together. So hopefully we can share a little light for you if you're currently injured or if you're ever injured so that you can come out on the other side stronger than when you went in. Obviously not just if you're injured, but overall. So my first tip is to fill the void. So as a high-performance athlete, exercise is going to take up a huge chunk of your time. It is also a large part of your identity, but we'll get to that. When you're forced to sit on the sidelines, there's suddenly going to be a huge void in your day. So for me personally, I usually exercise in the morning. uh, And once you include stretching and foam rolling, it takes up like three hours or two hours, depends on what I'm doing. It takes up a lot of time. And then as soon as I was injured, I would just catch myself wandering around the house at like 9am when I would usually be out running or cycling. And I would just be annoying people in, in my house because I didn't know what to do and I felt lost. It feels wrong. I was like, I'm usually doing something right now. Instead, I'm limping around looking for something to do. So when you become injured, it's going to create a hole in your life or a void in your life and you won't know how to fill it. Our advice is to find something healthy to fill that void in the meantime. Now, what you choose exactly will vary depending on number one, what your injury is and also what your interests are. So uh, below, I have included a couple of the best void fillers that we used. Number one is cross-training. Now, when I asked Benny about his injury, he said the following, After weeks of not running, I could feel my fitness slowly deteriorating, and that just made everything worse. All the hard work I put in felt like it was all for nothing. Now, this, this point resonated with me hard. I feel the same thing. As an athlete, you're constantly striving to be faster, better, and stronger, and technology has made tracking your progress even easier. Now, for endurance athletes especially, there's an app called Strava. It's an essential tool for anyone that's a runner, swimmer, or cyclist. But when I was injured, I was constantly looking at my fitness that was 
just plummeting. Every day that I wasn't doing something, it was plummeting. It, it, it was like watching your bank account slowly leak and there's just nothing you can do to stop it. Uh, on my website, there's a graph. I included my graph of my fitness and you can clearly see where I got injured. It literally looks like two sides of a mountain. So as time goes on, I'm getting fitter and fitter and fitter and my relative fitness is going up and up and up and up and up. And then the day that I got injured from then onwards is just exponentially decreased. And it just looks like two sides of a mountain if you're looking at it in 2D. And it was straight up depressing. So our tip to dealing with this is to come up with some sort of cross-training. Now, we recommend either cycling, you could go to the gym, do some strength training, you could swim, you could do yoga, or even just light walking. These will all depend on your injury specifically, because obviously if you have a broken arm or something, you can't do strength training on your on that arm, or you can't do yoga. It will depend on your injury. A lot of runners, for example, have muscle injuries that just need to be taken, like you just need to take the weight off them. So you can do pretty much all of these ones that we've recommended. But this is this is the first thing to do to fill that void in your life is to take up another sport or take up some form of cross training because it'll kill some of the time during the day and simultaneously it will slow down that decrease in your fitness. The second tip is to get your diet in check. Every athlete out there could improve their nutrition to some extent. So you could use this spare time to focus on those macros and micros. I believe uh, the the age-old saying goes something like 20% of your progress comes from training. The remaining 80% comes from your nutrition and recovery. Personally, I used the MyFitnessPal app. Now, I I need a, a disclaimer here. I am in no way sponsored or being paid to promote this app, but I am very happy to start being paid or being sponsored by this app. So MyFitnessPal people, get in contact with me mate. I used the My Fitness Power app and it was it was incredibly easy to find the holes in my diet. It's going to give you a whole bunch of information. It'll give you your overall calorie intake versus what you're burning if you have like a watch or something to to record that. It will also tell you your minimum calorie intake needed to maintain your current weight and it will the app will calculate pretty easily if you're in a deficit or a surplus i.e. are you going to gain weight or are you going to lose weight it will tell you what your micronutrient intake is so also ev- almost every westerner lacks essential micronutrients like iron vitamin a vitamin c calcium potassium b12 now the last few that i said calcium and potassium Those two are critical for regulating muscle contractions. Hence, they're essential for athletes. So this app is just fantastic for letting you know where you're lacking in these key areas. And then finally, it's going to tell you your macronutrients. So it'll tell you the ratios of your protein, carbs, and fat. Do you need more of one, less of the other? And it'll also tailor it to what your sort of goal is. Are you trying to maintain your weight, reduce your weight, or gain weight? Now, when you inevitably realize that you are malnourished when you jump on this app, like I realized I was, I wasn't eating enough calories and I also wasn't eating the right micronutrients, you you may also spend some of your time learning how to cook a few more meals because you will need to include those micronutrients. Google is a good tool, by the way. Obviously, if you're like, 
What foods have vitamin C in them? There's your Google search engine question right there. So another tip is to strengthen up your mental game. Now, whatever your sport of choice is, I'm sure it is an outlet for the mental and emotional stress you experience in your usual day-to-day. Benny, for example, said to me that he uses running as his therapy. Anytime he would have a shit day at work or he was just dealing with some sort of mental anguish or negative emotions, he could go home and he knew that at the end of a run, he was going to feel much better and have a clear mind. But when you're injured, you will lose that outlet. And sometimes the emotional or mental stress can overwhelm you because you've lost your therapy. So I would advise that you use this opportunity to develop a meditation practice. Now, I'm not going to put a whole bunch of quotes in here about how important your mental game is because you should already know. If you're an athlete, you would already know how important the mind is when it comes to sport. Meditation has many benefits, one of which is that you'll discover the concept of impermanence. Now, this is an understanding that everything in our universe, without exception, is temporary. It is not permanent. This is something the Buddha uh, said in some discourses over 2,500 years ago. Yes, he was a real person. Now, I have had to remind myself of this fact that everything changes, everything is temporary, Every single day I have been injured because some days it is so mentally taxing to think I am just going to be injured like this every fucking day. But you need to remember, you will not be injured forever. There is hope on the other side. This too will pass. Now, I have more posts on meditation in general and one that has more detail on impermanence on my website or my blog, uh, getwokewithanaussiebloke.com. Now, meditation meditation won't just be a tool to get you through the injury, but it will make you a more well-rounded athlete and individual. The next tip is to learn about your injury. Now, I advise you take some time to get more information on your injury. Now, you're likely going to just do this anyway. I do it out of fear because I just want to know what the hell is wrong with me. But understanding your weakness, you can help prevent it from happening again. Most injuries occur because of overuse or under-recovery, depends how you want to think about it, and also poor biomechanics. Now, I once got told by a masseuse while he was um, inflicting pain into my calf, trying to make it better. He once said to me, I could summarize every single person's misalignments and tightness with one word, posture. So take some time to learn about your body identify the weak points and strengthen them for when you return. If you live in the West, you most likely suffer from weak glutes and tight hips. So I suggest that you try doing a five-minute booty blast on YouTube to strengthen your glutes. And I'm not kidding, I do this as well before a run. Uh, It just strengthens those glutes. Glutes are essential for running, if you did not know. And you very, very likely need stronger glutes, especially if you live in the West. Now, on top of that, I also recommend you do at least 30 minutes of static stretching. Include this into your daily routine. Do this after your exercise. That's very important. You warm up before an exercise, but stretch after it. Sports science research actually has shown that stretching does not aid with recovery, but that's not what we're trying to achieve here. Stretching will actually help with your overall posture. The better your body is stretched out and in unison with itself, the better you'll be able to stand tall. And as the quote I mentioned earlier, 
uh, my masseuse saying that every single person's misalignments and tightness can be summarized with one word, posture. It's very important. If you stand right, you're going to live right. I just came up with that on the fly. The next tip is to find balance. Now, the final tip has multiple meanings. Firstly, I discovered during my injury that I had incredibly poor balance, physically. Now, that aforementioned masseuse, he urged me to try the following exercise. Stand on one leg and try and keep your balance. And then after two minutes, switch legs and do two minutes on that leg. Now, what you need to do over time is to try and increase the difficulty. So you can do one of two things. Either close your eyes while you're standing on your balancing on your foot. And the second is to raise up onto the ball of your foot, sort of like a calf raise, while you're still balancing on one leg. When you're starting, don't do both of these at once because you will be incredibly surprised how hard it is to balance on one foot as soon as you close your eyes. When your eyes are open, it actually seems quite easy. You'll be saying to yourself, Psh, how's this going to help? Fucking heaps good tip, Dylan. Close your eyes and I guarantee you, you will fall over the first time. Finding physical balance in your body is going to benefit you in the following ways. Firstly, you're going to strengthen the auxiliary muscles that are around your hips, knees, and ankles, which are essential for running and cycling and many other sports. Sharpen your perception of where your body is in space. Now, uh, I think the, the age-old saying is we have five senses. That's not true at all. We actually have something like 20 or 30 senses and one of those senses is your body feel your brain can feel where it is in space this is why when you close your eye well both eyes i guess if you have two (laughs) this is why when you close your eyes it is so hard to balance because now you're relying solely on that uh, sense of where your body is in space and i can guarantee you it's probably not trained very well Practicing this balance, you're also going to increase your power of concentration because it is very, very difficult. And most importantly, it's going to make you feel like Bruce Lee or the Karate Kid. In addition to finding balance physically, you should try and find balance in your life. Now, I made a point earlier that if you're a highly highly active athlete, exercise and fitness is part of your identity. When that part has been stripped away from you, you're... For a, especially for a long period of time, you may spiral into a negative thought pattern, which is why I recommended practicing meditation as well. Both Benny and I experienced this quite a lot when we were in our long-term injuries because you don't know who you are anymore. It's stripping away your identity. Your whole life may come into question when you're sitting on the sidelines. You start questioning what you're doing with your life and what your purpose is, and is fitness everything? How am I going to recover from this? I've included a quote here. The existential vacuum manifests itself in a state of boredom. That was Viktor Frankl in his book, Man's Search for Meaning. Great book, by the way, if you're looking for a new read. I highly recommend it. Now, as an athlete, you you may never experience greater boredom than when you can't exercise or play the sport you love. For me personally, I injured my ribs, so I couldn't do any of the cross training that I recommended to you. When you do a rib, you can't do anything. I was so fucking bored. It was incredible. So my tip 
is to try and find new things. Try and find balance in your life so that you don't rely solely on your identity as an athlete. So try new hobbies. See friends and family more often. Take your mind off the fact that you're injured. Try to keep up that Persian adage that I mentioned before. This too shall pass. It may feel like you're going to be sidelined forever, but like everything in life, it will pass. So, to summarize the tips for a healthy recovery if you're being injured, fill that void. Find stuff to do. And some of the cross-trainings were cycling, strength training, swimming, yoga, walking, or whatever else you can think of, an alternate sport. You could fill the time by getting your diet in check. You can strengthen your mental game. Establish a meditation practice. You can spend the time to learn about your injury so that you can correct for once you're back on your feet so you don't make the same mistake again. Also, find some balance, both physically, because I guarantee you your balance is atrocious, unless you're a skateboarder or a surfer or a dancer or something like that. But in general, most of us have fucking awful balance. And also find balance in your life more, I guess, spiritually and emotionally. So those are the tips that Benny and myself have come up with, and I hope they help you. See you next time. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I appreciate the support, and I hope you enjoyed it. For more podcasts like this, you can go to most major podcasting hosts. You can also find them and the written versions at my website, getwokewithanaussiebloke.com. Also, follow my Instagram, Thoughts of a Dildo, for more day-to-day life shenanigans. See you next time.